Welcome to Dan and Matt's Football Chat, where we'll be talking everything Women's World Cup. Australia and England find their rhythm, big guns Germany and Brazil exit, and the USA stutter but go through in second. We'll also be talking bins. Yes, I said bins. Hello, uh, how are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Dan. Yourself? I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, um, it's, we're talking to you on a Friday afternoon, so it's obviously a bit yes. of a peak in the week, a bit of a um, favourite, favourite time of the week, really. You know, when we finish the working week, and um, yeah, what have you been doing this week? I've had a week off from the grind of uh, my job, which isn't a grind really, because I do enjoy it. If anyone who employs me is listening, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, no. I just had a nice little week off because I haven't had much time off this year, so I've had a week off uh, just over a month ago and a week off, obviously just now. So uh, I should be fully rested for returning to work Monday, but it's been good. I've been. Um, teaching my eldest son to drive a manual car he'd already had a few lessons and a few nice friends are taking him out um uh, because he's going back to the uk um in a few weeks time and wants to be able to drive manual over there so we've crammed in about 10 hours of driving and i've, I've only shouted at him for probably about 50 percent of that time so i'm quite oh, proud of myself <laughs> yeah that's pretty good now he's done really well and um, what else have i done uh, i went to the gym quite a lot which is not like lifting weights as in doing um, more like doing classes that i do at my um lovely little gym and um, i'm quite tired <laughs> so, what classes do you do matt like body pump uh, and like you know what do you do um yeah the pilates yoga um what was the one i did oh this is one there's one like a, a circuit training course that i did on uh, for about half an hour on on wednesday and it, i thought oh yeah I, I, I smashed it and then basically the next day i woke up and i was really tired so that's taken its toll on me you know as you get older you kind of uh, rage against the dying of the light a bit um and then <laughs> obviously the real big thing is i've been buzzing all week because mornington sorry mount martha uh over 35 soccer club Division Two, who I play for, as I've previously discussed, we've got the big return leg um, of the derby against Mornington over 35's Div Two team. They beat us in the first game, three-two, with a last-minute winner. So this is this is the big one. Obviously, the whole town's been buzzing in my imagination Ooh. about this, and um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if, if anyone um, you know who follows football down under will know, this is one of the biggest games um, that is there. Probably not. No, it's it's, it's going to be good. Hopefully, so in a couple about an hour after recording this, I'm going to be up there putting the nets up with my mates and getting ready for the big one. And it's really windy and I'm hoping the wind dies down because we've had, there's playing football in the wind is a pain. So I'm really hoping that dies down. Mm. But yeah, that's pretty much my week. Yeah, I might even yeah. time my dog walk later on, Matt, so it coincides with the first half, yeah, maybe, because I'm, I'm only a short wow. stroll from the Civic Reserve, so uh, you are uh, I'll, Civic maybe Reserve. we'll be able to report back next yeah. time on what yes, I feel yes, from my yes. vantage point yeah, on the touchline. Yeah, 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 and obviously keeping it nice. Uh, and obviously, you know, uh, yesterday was bin day as well, so, you know, that was quite It was, exciting. it was. I was, yeah. was going to sort of come on to that. My, um, yeah, my week's been pretty standard. I went to Melbourne yeah. midway through for my one day in the office. I, I think it's going to yeah. be more than that in the future, but because they've the, tra- the train line's been reinstated now, they closed it right. for a few weeks. So I've got to I've got to get back in the office a bit more. Um, but yeah, bin day. We've we've kind of mentioned this before, but bin day. I think as you get older, it's it's the fulcrum of your week, right? It's like it's that moment when you kind of wheel out the bins, and then and then the catharsis when you wheel the empty ones back in. I really love yeah. that too. Um, I think you, you know. I think you line them up perpendicular to the curve. It's just, it's a real favourite of mine. I think as I get older, I kind of enjoy these things more. And everyone thinks you're yeah. mad, uh, but I think do I do you, quite enjoy it. Do you check your bin when you bring it back in to make sure it's been fully emptied? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. And sometimes there's like, if there's a bit of residue in the bottom, sometimes yeah. things will like stick. And I am someone who does tend to pick it out and like put it oh, in okay. And then wash what about if it's rained and you get that couple of inches of water in the bottom? Well, sometimes that can be useful though because you can swill it around and actually empty yeah. the kind of dirt, like you know, the, the the sort of the gunk that's been collecting over time. Yeah. It can be a blessing. A little bit it of does a smell, though, I find. It, it does, does smell. You got to be careful where you pour it. Yeah, definitely. Don't yeah. pour it on your on your driveway. You're taking your life yeah. in your hands if you do that. Yeah. Obviously. Um, do you point. still give money to the bin men? I remember years ago you like yeah. 
yeah. this kind of like it was like a sort of 1950s sort of like there you go yeah. mate tuck, yeah. a, tuck yeah. a couple of notes in his hand I think I've, I've never done it I'm too tight uh, but no, I was no. just amazed that you, you're doing that occasionally I, mean, I, yeah. I was there I was there once yeah. You were, yeah, it would have been Christmas, Christmas when you come over at Christmas yeah no um they used to do it in the UK, but because it was a tradition yeah. back then. But um, and having done worked on the bins when I was younger, um, as they call it over there, um, like you know, when I was, at, I remember being at college or uni ah. and having a part-time job and actually going so out at Christmas, and, yeah, and getting excluded yeah, from getting the tips, it. getting excluded yeah. as well because oh, no. I wasn't, a, yeah, I wasn't full-time. But the the, the um, the I remember the what the Aussies would call the garbos, but over there you call like the dustman. They made a lot of money on tips because if you think if someone left out, if every sort of third house left out a couple of quid and you divide that, you know, you're going around all week, different, different, you know, uh, yeah, five days a week. You, it's yeah. quite a lot of money. Yeah. It's so, like trick or treating. Uh, like, and the kids come yeah. back with like, What about, because <laughs> yeah. do you remember when yeah. you were a kid, the, there was like yeah. armies of bin men and like the, like yeah. the steel the steel bins with like the kind of perished yeah. rubber lid and then yeah. you'd like all yeah. metal lid and they would like literally put them on their shoulder and like like tip them in now it's all like one person opera it's like you yeah. like mono operated isn't it it's like you one person single operation i've done both yeah. i mean i i can Have say you? having yeah back again back in england back in the mid 90s they brought in the old wheelie bins and one council i did worked for had wheelie bins it was actually tunbridge um council so you'd mm. know them well cutting and edge then, progressive um, yeah yeah, and then Seven Oaks Council because of the union. Oh yeah, um, more conservative. They, they, yeah. they resisted having the wheelie bins, and for the yeah. dustmen, it was easier doing the black bin bags because you could just pile them all up in a road and then just chuck them all on on like you just make this massive amount of uh, rubbish and you chuck it all in the back of the uh, dust cart. But if you're doing the wheelie bins, it's one at a time. So you know, pros and cons, pros and cons. But yeah, they used to have uh, like because here they've got like a kind of like a grabber and it grabs the yeah, whole bin, doesn't it? By right. the, almost by the middle yeah. of the bin and then tips yeah. it up. Whereas in England, I think yeah. you have to kind of put them and it grabs the lip yeah. of the bin. Is that, that's is right. That you right had right? teams. You had you had. Well, back then there was three, three to four in the cab, and you'd you'd go you'd go along, and you'd have to put one, two bins at a time. You could do. It's really laborious. Whereas if you're doing the black bags, it was actually a lot easier. But mm. yeah, it's different times, mate. Different times, you know. It's uh, <laughs> we crazy reminisce. days. Yeah. We remember. Anyway, on there's the, probably a reason. Let's, let's, there's probably a reason why I didn't go into that as a full time gig. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be hard work. Yeah. Um, yes, right. Let's discuss women's world cup. I feel the women's world cup has really caught fire this week, and it yeah, it always happens, doesn't it, in tournaments where you have yeah. these kind of like like not boring but like sort of like um action free <laughs> um games in the sort of early group stages and then you there's jeopardy to. right yeah. there's yeah oh, well yeah let's talk about that later i um yeah. you get some jeopardy because it means that teams are actually you know we saw germany i'm gonna come on to that in a bit but you know germany are out which is like yeah. shockwaves um sent through the tournament given that they, i think they were second favorites or or, or thereabouts yeah and um yeah, and so massive. But let's let's start with Australia because we were quite critical of Australia in the last pod, yeah. and actually, um, they they were they were fantastic. Like they just from the from the from the off, um, they were just absolutely amazing. Such a great win. Um, yeah. They saved their best game for Melbourne. Um, Australia Sporting Capital in brackets. Well, we, we said um, we said didn't we the the stadium and the the crowd at. Um, Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, not Amy Park, was uh, <laughs> would be really good because you're close there, and it's yeah, it it really definitely inspired them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was great movement. They looked like a goal threat. We talked about without Sam Kerr. I noticed Sam yeah. Kerr was heavily strapped, so she was obviously going to be kept in reserve. And if there yeah. was a need for a goal, because it was a do or die game, um, I yeah. saw her. I saw her like with a few minutes to go, and obviously there. Oh yeah, she ripped all the strapping off. She was team. peeling. She's yeah. peeling it all off, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. She was in reserve there to, to be she released. She was definitely going to come on. Um, she was, if they were, if they weren't winning, hundred percent, she was coming on. Yeah, yeah. The um, Tony Gustafsson, the, the manager, he does look a bit like an Eshe. Did you see he had like a sort of tech fleece look <laughs> with his Nike, with like a little like silver it. Nike like thing it. in it. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't in the last game. He was very stressed, obviously, losing to Nigeria. And he kept yeah. removing and putting back on his baseball cap like repeatedly. I would say. Yeah. And, uh, but but against um, in this game, he had the cap on. I didn't see it twitch once. Off, off uh, his hand twitch once. And he left it on his he, head the whole time. He was quite comfortable, really, um, cap wise. I'm guessing, but because uh, mm. you know, not not the game was over by half time, but Australia were well in control at half time. So yeah, he was yeah. kind of yeah. 
cruisy a bit, wasn't it, for them? And the yeah, so he may be wearing TNs next time. I reckon he's got the full look. Probably, like yeah, he'll, he'll fit yeah. in. Um, the <laughs> I, I thought Canada were disappointing, and, and look, we, yeah. I know we went to we saw them last week. And that penalty miss, Matt. How important yeah. is that now? Because that Massive. if they'd have won that game, and I know it's you say small margins, but I mean this is a Canada team that should be getting through that group. Um, yeah. All credit to Nigeria though, because they've been excellent. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but- we called it, didn't we? We said when we went to the game, even though it was it just the first game, nerves kind of thing, because Canada were pretty average. But having said all of that, um, I agree. You know, Matilda's just destroyed them, really, didn't they? Like it wasn't, mm. it wasn't even close, really. So no. they were brilliant from 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 the off. They and yeah. it was great. I thought Ian Wright was there at the end, being interviewed in the yeah. TV. That was yeah. quite funny. Yeah, very, that was very positive about cat, the whole experience. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. free from desire playing in the background, which is a sort of a stadium anthem now for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So any other comments on Australia before we? I just think um, it's you know. There's a lot of cliches about oh, when their backs are against the wall, the Matildas stand up, but they did. And for all the, like we've just sort of said, you know, Canada were disappointing, then they're, they're Olympic champions and they're a top 10 ranked team. They're very good. Mm. So, and the pressure was on Australia. There's no doubt about yeah. that because if, if they didn't win, basically, other than some weird permutations, they would Yeah, there was no the way they were getting through without a win. So, yeah. And, and also, to be fair to them, uh, my, my old favourite VAR you know, could have scuppered things. Um, fortunately, that's one thing. I don't want to go on a VAR rant, but the offside that the the lines were linesmen f- um, flagged for that VAR for the second goal then overturned, which was a shockingly poor decision. But I can't see how the line I thought that was offside. But um, they they had to ride their luck a bit because you could see they really wanted to get the second goal to kind of put you know put some. Did you see when they flagged about five minutes after the goal was scored, and then yeah. It was like very strange. There was a, oh, there was a shocking one in the England game as well. I should yeah. explain oh. to me how Lucy Bronze was uh, interfering. That is disgraceful. Absolutely anyway, disgraceful. Um, yeah, yeah. On to England then. I mean, I think England even the quality of the performance. I mean, arguably a lesser opponent, but fantastic. I mean, the, just, just the movement. Away, didn't they? And they went yeah. to three at the back. Apparently, um, yeah. Serena Wiegmann is is very conservative and would not ever switch. She's very conservative in that she'd always. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, the, the, yeah. You'd always stick with the same formation, but I think she yeah. was forced into the change. She went with three at the back. I'm not sure she'll yeah. do the same against in the next game, but it's just so great. And how good is Lauren James? Like I think her, she's just oh, one wow. of those really yeah. effortless players. Doesn't look, she doesn't look like she's trying that hard. No. Just swings that foot like that's hard to do. The ball coming across you from oh, the corner. That volley. Just, that, yeah. Even though, even though I'm going to say this, we've got a friend that shall remain nameless, but lives in Wales. But on our group chat was basically saying <laughs> Lauren James did really well, but, you know, got to question the Chinese goalkeeper there. But um, I thought, um, I th- yeah, I, and, and also cliche alert, but she plays with like the smile on her face. And that is very, I know that sounds really is a super cliche, but actually mm. when you see someone who's so good, clearly, you know, and, mm. but just enjoys playing, you just think that's that must be a mate because, like, I enjoy playing, but I'm not very good, you know. So, you kind of think, like, to be to be that good and just kind of have a, a smile and just like you said, that effortlessness, like the the pass, even though the goalkeeper for China made a bit an error for you know, um, you know, when she I'm trying to think now towards the end of the game when she set up that goal with mm. that lovely long pass, but you know, the backspin on it, the volley, the free kick, she just she's just in that uh, in a zone really isn't she all on her she own play, right now, she so. plays with real joy like there's not many yeah, players yeah. where you actually watch them and you go she's she's really liking enjoying herself playing yeah, this game like, yeah not, absolutely not, it's a lot, a lot of a lot of players they're effective but they come across as kind of robotic and, and busy and and but they don't look like they're just flowing and she looks yeah in some ways in some ways she's a bit of a throwback to the days of when you know, when people talk a lot about coach, you know, our, our, you know, our players getting coached out of being um, kind of playing off the cuff. Mm. And is she, mm. she's a, she, in some ways you could say that about her, that she's a bit of a old school player, but she clearly mm. also is very diligent tactically as well. But she's just got that, that element to her where you just, Oh, you know, she just pops in a volley. You know, just think, okay, there you go, done. So yeah, they're really, really impressive England. Other than the, like you said, that Lucy bronze offside, I do not get, Again, VAR rant warning, but 
it, now with all this kind of second phase, third phase stuff, she was offside at first, and then she's not offside once the you know in the second phase. I, I just don't understand it, and and the length of time it takes for VAR to make a decision as well is. I mean, she was in offside position in the when game. the ball got played across, but I mean, yeah. the idea that yeah. she didn't anyway. That's, uh, yeah, that's, anyway, that's the decision we have to just accept. Frustrating. That. Oh no, hang on. The other the USA? Decision, yeah, go on. Sorry. No, just quickly. Sorry, there was one other thing. Talking of bizarre decisions, because I'm slightly pedantic about this, but you know, you know, over the last couple of years, the rule's been brought in that if the ball hits the referee, um, doesn't matter what's happening, instantly, that you know, um, the ref blows the whistle, stops play, and there's a drop ball to restart. You know, the, mm. you know, so there's no team gains an advantage from the ball hitting the ref. Well, in the England game, I don't know if you saw it, but um, China had a shot that hit the ref <laughs> clearly and just like basically back, back, like ended up straight at the feet of the English defenders. And mm. then the ref blew up and gave the ball to England like to restart mm. playing. It was like, I didn't, I missed one that. Time, I didn't see that. It was just, it was absolutely, even the commentary team were baffled. It was, it was, it was almost, it was just a very, very bizarre moment anyway, from pedantry corner. Yeah. But yeah, just one of those weird <laughs> things anyway. Um, but even at our level of over 35s football, that would be seriously questioned. So I was quite, it was a yeah. bizarre decision, but anyway, go on um, USA. USA just just I mean they're not they've yeah. started through the group they were a whisker yeah. away Portugal I heard some stuff to have seen them go Portugal up. they have yeah. they have very few uh, professional footballers it's not it's really undercooked the game in Portugal yeah oh, um, massively, and they've yeah. done they've done so like you know without sounding patronizing they've done so well to even get close to to even be yeah. here and then also to get that yeah. close to they were they hit the post late on USA yeah, was I mean, imagine then. imagine yeah. if they'd gone out I mean they are clearly the the, the favorites um, I was but, hoping they would go out but yeah yeah well they'll probably just say well you know and we, and we do see this in tournament football teams stuttering through the group stages suddenly come good um you know they they so look I wouldn't write them off because we know no. the quality they've got but um it doesn't you know they they're playing Sweden now because um, they yeah. finished second in the group, that's actually in Melbourne that game on Sunday evening, um, and yeah. yeah, that's that's. I think that is one of the probably the pick of the the last sixteen. Really, I would think um, that, yeah, that game Sweden big, US. It's just, I don't it's know. the biggest game. It's the, it's the biggest teams going up against each other. I would suggest it is. Um, but I, I actually I know what you're saying about teams stuttering through the group stages, but. The USA have been really poor. Like, you know, so it's, it's not like, I know we're going to come on to it, Germany, where, you know, they kind of flatter to deceive. The USA just look like a team that is just really struggling to get any kind of momentum going at all. So, yeah. um, they and they were very lucky. Like, Portugal had a couple of chances. I know they hit the post, but they were genuinely lucky to not get knocked out, and they knew it. So, they were hanging on at, at times. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Big game against Sweden. Yeah. Um and then yeah, we'll come on. The, the, I mean, we've mentioned the US. So the, the obviously the two shockers were um, first of all um, Germany. Just last night, yeah. I watched that game. They drew with South Korea, which meant both of those teams then don't qualify. They need the goal. I saw one was chalked yeah. off for a very marginal offside, but yeah, um, yeah. Just I mean, you've got to credit South Korea with with that that performance but I think they yeah. needed to score like five goals or something to have a chance and yeah. they did get one quite early <laughs> so they even yeah, the very early the, um, yeah. the, the very optimistic yeah yeah the, they came the, close the, to the getting second and, yeah. yeah and Germany were um, again like a bit like watching the USA the G- Germany probably on paper like on chances created should have probably won that game but again, they they look really lost. It was just odd. You're watching mm. the team that's ranked second in the world. You know they got real pedigree. You know they were in the Euro final, um, just under you know just over a year ago, or whatever. And and um, again, they just looked really poor. So uh, you know, and and career only really had pride to play for. So you know, yeah. uh, again, odd, but. Uh, Alf Wiedersehen, yeah. as I think uh, they say in uh, yeah, Deutschland. Definitely. You know, so. And the, the other one was the Jamaica game. So I was actually in attendance. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I attended most of the nil-nils, yeah. Um, yep. And it was actually a weird game, Matt, because, I mean, it was, there was yeah, a stat came up about, I didn't about see 70 it minutes gone. So yeah. it was about 70 minutes gone and... and um, Brazil had had like 258 passes and Jamaica <laughs> had like 72. It was basically yeah. like 
Brazil are very technically astute, but it was like they yeah. were playing an indoor like futsal game or something. Hmm. They weren't willing to commit their body to commit the tackler. They weren't willing to push right. the ball past one of the defenders. There was hardly any tackles or fouls. Like it was, it was like they were Bizarre. just doing a training exercise where they just had to keep hold of the ball. You know, like you know, like in in yeah, yeah, in cones. Yeah, and they needed it, to win. Though, didn't no, they, they, they were, no, yeah, there was no. They went like, into that point game needing attack. to win, didn't they? As well, They've they were third in the group. They had to win. Yeah. Yeah. They've got some fantastic, skillful players. Dabina was amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, she yeah, does a lot of back kills. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, this won't be a surprise to you, Matt. I, I do like seeing back kills yeah. played, but nice. when nice. when she's doing them on the halfway line, they're going out for throws. It's like, oh, you know, the coach killer. Yeah. But, but then Jamaica, you know, they had they had their game. They had um, the, you know, the. Uh, Kadisha Shaw up front and they just tried to look yeah. for her whenever they broke quickly didn't really attempt to play any kind of like um, possession football pack the box no. actually quite similar to the way Nigeria played I against literally Canada. I was going to say Nigeria <laughs> they well, I think Nigeria actually, yeah Nigeria had a bit more bit more about them I think than yeah. Jamaica did but at the end of the, the final whistle when they drawn and obviously Brazil had gone out Jamaica, the, yeah. the, the emotion that came out as well in the, the, the Jamaican team you know they're crying and they're just so elated to get through, uh, get through that group and get through to the next yeah. round of the uh, of, of the the last sixteen. The um, and obviously Bob Marley then came on the on the on the speaker, nice. so everyone was like dancing around. And the, yeah, Brazil fans were great. They were beating drums and screaming all the way through. And yeah, it was actually a great occasion. Um, but the just no, I can't even remember Brazil having a chance on goal, having that is the ball. Bizarre. The that is absolutely just, bizarre. Yeah, they didn't seem to have a, like a real. A, they didn't really seem to have a, a point of attack. There was no, there was no cutting edge whatsoever. It was just yeah. nice, neat football, clean, tack, nice, clean tackles being won. They just needed yeah. to be like someone committing the defender, you know, going pushing the ball past them and go right, come and get me. You're gonna have to foul me if you want the ball. Ne- never, never happened. So yeah, um, that is odd. It is very odd. And the other story, I suppose, of this 16, Matt, is Morocco. Like, you know, getting yep. through first Arab nation to get through to the last 16. The Men's World Cup, how well they did the year before. It seems like they're yep. almost like riding on the back of that performance and, and being inspired by that performance and, last year. And losing 6-0 in um, your opening game and then going through. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty impressive. That is amazing. That is pretty, that's, that's next level. And they're playing France, great- so there's... A, there's a little bit of history there between France and Morocco. I think yeah, so it's want. like it's like it's like yeah. the World Cup semi again, right? It the, is. The, it uh, is. It's, there, it's interesting. There is a little bit of history there, I think. If you read your history yeah. book, I'll maybe another <laughs> yeah. time we'll do that. And you got yeah, um, cool. I don't know. Sorry, not to interrupt, but I think also I missed it because I was watching the game on the other side, the other the other game at the time, but South Africa going through because they've had like massive. I mean, their men's team's been very poor. Uh, you know, yeah. at World Cup level for a long time now. But for the women's team, there's loads of funding issues. It's massive for women's sport in South Africa anyway. And, um, you know, the emotional outpouring when they went through, it's, it's it, you, know, a, a, you know, a bit cliche, but some of the really good stories you're seeing coming through are that kind of stuff that, um, you know, it's it's just great to see those kind of things, yeah. um, you know, getting a, a bigger audience and people being able to kind of just, just witness that stuff. Because we love all the, you know, Germany's, you know, Get, getting knocked out or you know or your team you know England winning 6-1 or the Matildas but you know those other teams that the not fancy teams who still now have to really struggle as we we spoke about in Nigeria before you know getting paid the money's not coming through properly you know a lot of them making their own way over here you know paying pay, f- crowdfunding for tickets all that kind of stuff it still happens you know just because it's organised by FIFA doesn't mean mm. it's everything's laid on so um, yeah that, that was that was amazing I mean you know um just a big story again so yeah it's been like you said yeah, a few minutes yeah. ago it's it's just taken off now hasn't it really so yeah. the only other one i want to mention is colombia because yeah. they apparently their fans are like lighting up every stadium they go to they're yeah they're just the loudest and proudest and most fun people to be around i think they're they're very top of the yeah. charts uh, in terms yeah. of that the um the, the yeah and they and also they're they're t- very talented mary Kaisado, who scored. I don't know yeah. when you saw the goal, the quick feet and, and shot. Yeah. To the goal it was actually very fantastic. Good. It was um, yeah, it was great. And everything great she's see. overcome, very good player. Yes, yeah, cancer survivor, eighteen years old. Although I did hear she may have have an injury and may not may not make it to the and, that, and they play Jamaica. So that's that's that will be a great a great game. Yeah, um, it's yeah, a good game. Maybe yeah, yeah, certainly. You know, I don't know whether the 
it might not be for the purist, but in terms of what's riding on the game and the the actual fan um, fun, I want to just talk a, bit, a little bit as well about um, about the TV because we've got just to people that aren't in Australia, the it's it is this tournament is kind of going on um, a little bit. It is I think it is on the radar now, um, but I think yeah. because it's just a little bit. I think Matt, you said this last time, but the yeah. the. AFL and NRL are, are reaching their sort of climax in their in their competition. Yeah. So it is kind of Quite a big time the of year for now. the yeah. for the for the for both codes. And I think um, only fifteen games are being televised on free to air TV, uh, with with pretty much all the others uh, on Optus Sport, which is which is behind a paywall. Um, yeah. So I think it's. You know, people will ask. I heard people the other day sort of saying like, "Oh, uh, are you going to watch the Matildas game tonight?" And then, like, "Oh yeah," and they were sort of saying, "Oh yeah, I think I will watch it." And there's like, "Oh, who are they playing?" You know, like they they were kind of asking questions like, "Well, yeah. surely you should know that if you'd invested any kind of time into finding out about them." But they, so I think there is a there is a yeah, it's kind of it's hard to explain if you're not here. But um, the other codes just dominate so much. It's such a it's such a um, competitive landscape sporting um yeah. codes in in australia and particularly in melbourne where you know you've got you've got all these thing other things going on and even you know maybe that maybe people in europe don't understand that quite so much because they're in um, no, in countries that it is the national game and you know they don't understand the 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 complexities of, of running it in australia but but that said you know you're getting lots of people in in fed square and then also in in sydney outside yeah. in areas and other fan, cities too fan camps fan zones yeah well you and they've sold they've sold over one and a half million tickets so i, th- I think the issue is without getting too deep in the weeds on this one because <laughs> it's something i've really noticed living in australia and i'm going to Oh, bit of rain there. Sorry if that comes over on the microphone. Um, the um, just yeah, legacy media in Australia is really way overplayed compared to you know what the kids are into these days. So I think one of the issues actually is that the legacy media, and by that I mean you know your broadsheets and your, t- your tabloids and your kind of you know just your TV channels. It's massively dominated by, you know, very few companies, Murdoch Media being one of them and a couple yeah. of, you know, like your channel lines and stuff like that. As you know, they they live off the back of um, rugby league mainly and, Austra- and AFL, Australian yeah. rules football and soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is... If you looked at it from that point of view, it's it's very small. Um, you know, it's it's kind of other than the World Cup every four years or some Australian player making it in the Premier League. So, it's mm. kind of weird because if you view it from basically an um, an older age perspective, I think you go, well, oh yeah, the World Cup. Who are the Matildas playing? But I think from what I understand, the metrics are showing that you know it's cutting through a lot. Lots of people will watch um, highlight packages are all free on YouTube. I'm not trying to advertise optus here but you know people as we know will find ways of finding streams all that kind of stuff so i think it's um it's probably the it's just it's just a bit of a generational overlap thing at the moment where i think you're right but also we're we're also a bit obsessive about football and sport in general so you know so that you know i reckon there's plenty of people back um, you know, around the world, who will know that their national team's playing, but they probably won't have watched the majority of the games that I've I've watched or you've watched and that kind of stuff. So, or they probably wouldn't go and watch, you know, Jamaica versus Brazil just because it's a World Cup mm. game. So, uh, but yeah, I do think yeah. it's a bit weird over here. That I do, I feel just to finish on that point, I feel like Australia, it, it the legacy media has a much bigger imprint than than. Um, maybe in other countries but actually it's still it's quite superficial you know like behind that it's mainly it's basically old people let's be honest you know so yeah <laughs> all right all right well we'll take a little break there i think and we'll come back yeah. and talk about some predictions for those last 16 games Ooh, and then maybe a little yes. a little chat about transfers because i noticed that the uh, the english leagues are are beginning again very soon yeah so. they're, they're cranking up now aren't they yeah all right let's do that see you after please. the break Welcome back to part two, um, where hello. we are going to hello. Uh, we're going to do some predictions on the eight games which start tomorrow, um, and then we're going 
a couple of other little things we want to talk about and then we will bid you farewell so tomorrow the action all kicks off tomorrow and switzerland spain um are playing um yep. i just had a, a yeah sort of not really sure how to call it. i think spain should win it in terms of pedigree um they've also won two games in the group stages where switzerland have only won the one even though um, Switzerland um, top their group, hence they're playing each other. Um, it's um, it's in it's in Eden, uh, Eden Park, sorry, um, in um, in Auckland. So um, yeah, I'm going to go Spain. I think just because they've won, they've they've got a bit more of that winning habit uh, in the groups, and probably yeah, if you look at the rankings, I think they're probably up there anyway. What, what's what's your thoughts, Matt? Ooh, I'll be honest, I don't know because the last last group games were a bit crazy in that group so I I think do you know what I'm going to say I'm going to go Switzerland 2-1 okay don't know why just sort of feel maybe Spain have come as far as they're going to get <laughs> that's I've basically got, got it. that's got my amazing in-depth well. analysis yeah yeah you got to do the scores like we did oh, in okay. the right. um, so I've done I'll, I'll go 2-1 Switzerland I'll go 2-0 Spain then 2-0 Spain okay. And then you've gone to one Switzerland. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. You, want, you want to go next? Yep. All right. So we've got Japan versus Norway. I I think Japan, we talked about a bit of a lot of potential. Are they going to do it? Mm, not so sure. Norway, decent. For me, this is, this is time for Japan to stand up and be counted. So I'm going to say they will win 1-0. Yeah, I think... Japan, one of one of you know only a handful of teams. Um, I think only what Sweden and England to have won all three of their group games. We talked yeah. about Japan because ten years ago they were the top team in the world, right? Yeah, they they, were, they, yeah. they, they won. They've won this thing. Uh, it's yeah. kind of in the annals of history now, but they have won it. So I definitely think they're they're the, they're going to win. Um, yeah. Norway are also in a little bit of disarray. I don't know whether you've you know, they're kind of bickering with each other, and there's a little bit of fallout yeah. among the sort of top players and the coach who's a little bit of a contentious figure. So I'm going to go Japan. Yeah. What, sorry, what was your what was your prediction? 1-0 Japan. I just think the pressure is on Japan. Japan here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 Japan. Ooh. I am going to go Japan because uh, I think that they, yeah, they're, they're almost like a little outside dark, not even a dark horse because they're, they're well fancied, but um, I've got the feeling they may be, may be peaking at the right time. They've not conceded a goal yet. Which, as we know, Matt, tournament football, um, you know, strikers win your games, yeah. but defences win you win you trophies, right? Um, yes. So I think that's correct. Uh, that's, um, yeah. yeah, but then having said that, they're statistically group, proven, yeah. Zambia, <laughs> Zambia and Costa Rica, uh, perhaps that they are, uh, yeah, not the str- strongest of opponents in their group, but I think yeah, that winning habit. Uh, you can only beat what's in front of you. That's true. That's true, and other cliches. Uh, cool. <laughs> All right, um, Netherlands, South Africa. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a bit of a with historical flavour. Yeah, I know. It's all getting a bit, bit yeah, um, all, historic. All, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all, yeah. It's sort of the, the worlds collide. Um, yes, yeah. Dutch influence. I don't know. If you go yeah. to some parts of South Africa, you, you wonder whether there's like, yeah, anyway, we won't go there. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the top of that yeah. um, I think Netherlands will win this one. Um, yeah. I just think that they've, yeah, they had a pretty good um, run in the group stages. Um we, South Africa, you know, they they won one draw, one lost one in the group, and sort of, uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying they were lucky, but they um, they kind of hobbled through the group, did manage to qualify. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go um, Netherlands to win it two uh, one. About you? Okay. Yeah, I can't see anything other than the Netherlands victory mm. here. I just think South Africa have, you know gone as far as they can reasonably go. I mean, yeah, I know it's football, anything can happen, but um, short of a, a, you know, some food poisoning outbreak in the Netherlands camp, um, <laughs> I think they'll win comfortably 4-0. 4-0, okay. Yeah. You heard it yeah. here, you heard it, heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four There's zero. a reason okay, I'm going next, man. Uh, well, Sweden versus United States of America. And now, again, more history because Sweden did set up a uh, colony in um, what was, you know, pre- then North America and continent uh, way before the USO was formed. So, yeah, um, uh, well, I say uh, it was a very small colony. Um, anyway, let's not get bogged down in all that, as we said earlier. Um, <laughs> this, I reckon this is potentially 
like from a, um, to, to use a horrific word, footballistically, I think this is potentially the biggest game of the um, I think so. round because you've got two heavyweights, big favourites going into the tournament, going against each other, and obviously only one's going to come out. I'm really... It's 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 not like I don't like the USA. I just don't like seeing a team win everything all the time. So from a just from a football point of view, I hope the USA get knocked out. I, I don't know about. I think this is such a tight one to call. Um, I I actually think this is probably going to go to penalties, and I think mm. the USA are going to win it on penalties. I think yeah. they will. We, I hope they I don't, think- but I think they will. I've actually thought, forgot our rule. Like, you know, half the games will probably go to penalties. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> yeah, predicted true. any yeah. go to penalties no. yet. So no, maybe this no. Year. We're purists, think, Stan. We're purists, think, optimistic I purists. The USA, I, think the, the, I think the USA are too good not to click into gear at some point. Yeah. It could, it could be in this game. Um, I think they're, they're going to win. I think they're going to win 2-1. So you reckon this is penalties? Yeah. I think USA it's penalties, USA. USA. Yeah, yeah. So you reckon? And what what score in normal time? Nil nil one one. One one. One one pens and and yeah. then USA pens. Okay, got it. USA on pens. Right. Wonderful. Okay. Um, England Nigeria. Um, I think England will be too Again, strong. Against the mystery here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, continuing yeah. the theme of uh, former um, overseas possessions of. Um, the United Kingdom and, yes, and yeah. anyway, let's not go down that road again. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think, England, Nigeria. I think England, you know, and I think, um, yeah, the England will be too strong. Um, I think Nigeria, but it won't be. It'll be tight. I think England will. Yeah. England will win it two 0 I think. Mm. I thought, look, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of humming and a hawing um, two 0 one 0 because I think, I think England will do a bit of an old school men's team job where they'll comfortably win a game uncomfortably, if you know what I mean. You know, where they kind of, they'll basically be the better team. Nigeria, we know, unless they have a massive change, they're basically going to do what they've done throughout the tournament, which is look to hit on the counter-attack, which they're very good at doing. But again, England, depending on a couple of injuries again, but really, they should win it. I was thinking... 2-0 2-0 I'll say 1-0 I think they're going to win and it'll be it'll be a professional job 1-0 yeah okay over to you then for Australia Denmark the Tillies Ooh, the, yeah I reckon yeah the, the Tillies um, I think they're favourites the Denmark the advantage Denmark have got a decent team Denmark but the pressure's on Australia again just as the rain starts hitting here again so apologies <laughs> if you can hear the tin roof um, obviously there's a lot of talk about whether Sam Kerr is going to be starting and coming back into the team. I don't think she will because even if she's fit, uh, why would you change a, a winning formula that they've they've hit upon? Um, I think they will win, and I think they will win two-one. Yeah, I think they'll they'll strap her calf again and do the same. They'll keep her in reserve um, yeah. and then bring her on if nothing's happening or even they, they go a goal down, um, then yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll contemplate bringing her on. Because calves can, you know, they, uh, they, as the old saying goes, you know, they, they write their own number of weeks. They decide for themselves how long yes. <laughs> uh, before the player returns. It's not an easy one to say because no. calf is, a, is, like, is that kind of muscle. Listen to me, expert on the uh, sports. But physiology. also she hasn't, um, she hasn't played, she hasn't played one minute yet in th- in 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 the entire tournament has she so yeah exactly. why risk her yeah she's probably in the oxygen tent this weekend anyway so that's <laughs> this is on monday night um yeah. the i think I, I mean i'm being i'm probably buoyed with optimism and and positivity but i think australia will win i think they'll continue to to ride the wave that they've started uh, and i think they'll win 3-1 um, yeah. but um, well, it was yeah, massive, perhaps. massive for um, the game over here that they they went through. I, I know, like, I don't think you can overstate how big a result that actually was. Um, them getting through, a Definitely. winning as well as it did, and getting through. Like, there's no doubt about it. It's it's massive. Yeah. So long may it continue. But yeah, all bias aside, I do think they will beat Denmark. So over mm. to you for uh, all right. Columbia, Jamaica. Random, the random tie of the round, maybe Columbia, Jamaica. Yeah. I think this will be nil nil, and I think it will go to pens. 
just because yeah. <laughs> Jamaica haven't got Jamaica barring a massive lump forward. Uh, um, yeah, Colombia have scored some goals. That said, but I think they've yeah, they got beat in their last game, didn't they? Is it yeah. Morocco beat them in their last game? Difficult think, to yeah. know though if that was the classic. They're, they were on six points already. They're already three. I, I do wonder. A dangerous game to play. Kind of not. Really Although th- this is actually in Melbourne, Matt. So if I if I sneak a ticket, it's definitely nil nil. Yeah, you think if I attend, don't go. For the love of football, <laughs> yeah. don't go. What's your What's your view on the result of this one? I, I reckon you're right. I think. I, I honestly think this is one of those really random games where Colombia play really nice football. Jamaica are going to sit back and absorb it as much as possible. That's hard to do, but we have seen teams do it, um, like you know, game after game. Um, I think it could be oh, it's such a hard one to call because I honestly think it could be a bit of a like you know, Colombia get a couple of you know an early goal and that's it, it's game over, and they put them to bed. Or Jamaica, you know, hang on by their fingernails to get to penalties really or the uh, yeah do you know what? I'm going to chuck the, the cat amongst the pigeons and I'm going to say um, one nil Jamaica one nil Jamaica good yeah okay there's uh, only one no person sense. that can possibly score because there's only one yeah. they've only got one the one person that goes in the box ever so um, yeah the reggae be, girls uh, will go marching sure. on yeah okay yeah. alright and then and last one France Morocco let's you could look at your history book again yeah here. Uh, yeah, a big, big, big history. Well, but you know, obviously, um, kind of like the men's teams that you know, um, replicating the the well, sorry, the women's teams replicating the men's teams. Um, I, I think this, this, I think this is the other tie of the round for me. Like, um, it could be a really, really good game. France look decent, um, and they've got. A, they seem to have a lot of resilience to them and toughness. I, I like the look of France uh, as a bit of an underdog for, for winning it, really. Um, and Morocco, I think they're just riding that crest of a wave. You know, they're. You know, you saw the reaction when they went through. So, I think this could be a really good game, but I do think France will have too much for for, for Morocco. Um, and I think they will win 2-0. 2-0. I've actually written yeah. that down already. I've gone the same. So, oh. um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, yeah, for the similar reasons to you, I think France are just that bit stronger and I think they'll just get the job done um, on the night, on Tuesday night next week. We'll probably maybe have another pod next week, Matt, and we'll review all of we'll that. Um, it's what the fans will demand it. You know, they will. They will. We'll get so many, well, so many messages um, demanding that. Definitely. Um, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, we'll look forward to these games. The games will kick off tomorrow, and they run through till Tuesday, um, and then we'll yeah, have another chat next week. Um, about yeah. Quarterfinals. So I'm excited already. Um, I, I want to just to chat. Uh, yeah, a couple of other bits before we before we finish up today. Um, yeah. I just want to talk about Saudi Arabia. It keeps cropping up, um, but particularly <laughs> just a bit. Um, yeah, just a little bit. I'm a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, sort of confused and a bit sort of, I don't know, a bit like, um, yeah, torn, I suppose, because the, uh, yeah, it's a bit well publicized. Jordan Henderson's transfer, yeah. it's all gone through now. Um, he's going to be earning, you know, huge amounts of money. Um, so was it 700,000 pounds a week, isn't it? Yeah, Is about right? 100k a day, basically. Uh, 100,000 right. pounds a day. Tax free. Um, <laughs> tax free in your, in your pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just because I'm a Sunderland fan, and Jordan Henderson yeah. is often a sort of poster boy for the for the Academy of Light. Yeah, um, definitely. And and I've always sort of like you know I, I'm I like I like him uh, as a yeah. person, but then and he has written at length about his support for homosexuals and like you know LGBTI and yeah. standing shoulder to shoulder, uh, rainbow armbands. He's always he's always uh, talked about himself being an ally. Uh, yeah. And then he's sort of like moving to a country where homosexuality is illegal. Um, yeah. And it just seems that you just sort of ask the question, well, was it just all branding then? This stuff when he wrote stuff it's about being weird. an ally, yeah. LGBTI, yeah. was he just doing that to, to, pro- to promote his brand? Like, it's all a bit yeah. like, and I, I don't want to believe it, but the fact that is he able just to sort of put that to one side? And I mean, he probably does believe that, but then he's able to somehow suspend that and go and work in a country where you know some of these things, or maybe yeah. maybe that's not maybe that's not okay for me to sort of even think that. And yeah. it's easy to judge other people's choice to, to pursue money, right? And um, yeah, 
you know, if a if a foreign investor came in for Dan and Matt's football chat, Matt, and offered us obscene amounts of money, you know, you can't you would go, oh, maybe we'd think about that. Yeah. Maybe, or if you're listening, sure. by the way, um, <laughs> come and come and get me. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I just thought, but I also thought, so I'm a bit I'm a bit sort of um, conflicted about that, really. I think a lot um, of people, sorry to interrupt you, Dan, but I think a lot of football fans genuinely are without, I know we live in an age now where everything's allegedly political, virtual, sig- virtue signaling, signaling, woke, blah, blah, you know, all these people want to chuck labels. But actually, I think you've touched on that. Like a lot of people who just, you know, we, we are confused because it's like, well, hang on, what, where, where how do I feel about all this? It's just weird. Like you, you, you basically thought, Henderson's yeah. Henderson's openly expressed himself because he's able to openly express himself in work in England. And now he's going to go to a place where he can't openly express himself. And it's, it, did you see like where in um, the, the introduction sort of to his new club video that they did, they, you know, they grayed out the rainbow armband mm. that he was wearing. Mm. Like, you know, things like that. I mean, that just would never happen in the UK. So how just, does he feel about that? I, I, yeah, do I don't he know. Because he's, he's never going to speak about this. He's now not allowed to speak. But it's, it's. I'm not, I think it's a bit, a double standard. Like, you know, the, the UK government trade with Saudi Arabia, that there's, it's not like, um, it's not like they're not a business partner in other respects, but it's, it's him. It's the fact that he's come out in his career early on and talked yeah. about this being an ally for him to then sort of apparently able to kind of hold his nose and move to Saudi Arabia for a few years and, and then take the cash. It's like, you know, and it's not like he's, he'd be a millionaire. I mean, he's a decorated international. It's not like yeah, he's he, got a lot and, of and again, it's not really, it's easy to judge someone else's choice about financial choices. Right. But yeah. it's more about the fact that he's done that, done that stuff in the past. And then it seems that that's all like not that important anymore. He's able to yeah, kind of I, yeah. push that to one side and, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing anyone for going and earning money, you know, like it's, mm. it's, it's great to provide for your family, but it's, it just seems a little bit like, I just, I'm not, and I, because he's a Sunderland lad as well. I'm a bit like, yeah, I'm just, just sort of a bit depressed. I think, I think you're right. I think it's depressed. just, it's so, it's so hard to get your head around it because you've done, okay, cool. You've like, I, personally, my, honestly, I don't really have any time for getting involved in like making political statements or things like that to you know unless I, I feel super strongly and I'm going to make that statement so I kind of feel like I you know whether you think of human rights as political statements or not that's kind of where he's gone to in some ways and mm. and you feel like well you've you've gone to the trouble of replying to fans you know there was that there's a twitter exchange isn't it where he's, he supported an lgbti member like um livable fans and they've responded all that stuff I, I do yeah it's just weird but having said all of this there are other players who haven't, you know, say done, um, you know, the pride kind of support stuff, but for like Sadio Mane and others who are going to, who do lots of work back in their homelands of, you know, charitable donations, building villages, all this kind of stuff. So there are kind of, I've read some stuff. I don't know how true this is. Is is Henderson basically going to give all the, you know, he's got some sneaky plan where he's going to give all the money to like, you know, the rainbow laces campaign or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. So you look, you, we, I, look, I don't think so, but you don't know, you but do. there's a, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of f- footballers from other backgrounds who are, you know, I'm not saying all of them, but a significant amount who, who do reinvest a lot of this money. So they see it as almost like their duty to kind of help those from the poorer countries they've come from. But yeah, I'm like you, I just find the whole thing, a bit unnecessary really I, it just I, why like I I don't know you've got your own morals and ethics and all that and then you literally yeah. you literally are selling them so I don't know it's odd I'm not the I think also I think one interesting thing I also thought of is so that all these foreign nationals are now entering Saudi Arabia and some of them you know excellent footballers yeah. arguably some of the best in the world are now entering yeah. Saudi Arabia how that means that you know and they've all got their own views private or public on, on all yeah. of these issues, not just, you know, LGBTI stuff, but, you know, as you talked yeah. about, in, inequalities in their home countries and all these sorts yeah. of things, ex- exploitation of, of workers and all these sorts of issues that crop up. And it's like, what what effect is that going to have, having them now um, living in Saudi Arabia? How is Saudi Arabia going to control that? Because you've got, they're coming from countries where you are allowed to speak out and you are allowed to sort of say things. Um, 
Whereas they're in, now in an environment where that is controlled. And you wonder whether things are going to sort of leak out. Are there going to be faux pas, the odd faux pas where someone says something that they shouldn't? Because they're now having to manage lots of foreign nationals in their country. Um, yeah. And they are going to control. As you said, I mean, I don't. maybe Jordan Henderson is going to try and bring down the Saudi regime, you know, like in terms of not bring down, but like, you know, talk about right. some of these issues and get them out. I don't think he is. Um, but um, it's, it might it's be a weird one. Those issues come yeah. Up. I think the other thing just on that though is a lot from what I understand a lot of the players won't be living in Saudi Arabia they'll main they'll be sort of flying fly, you know maybe in D- Dubai or you know the kind of almost like fly and fly out style worker other what, things fly are the train and fly back out again, yeah basically they won't live in Saudi like this is what I'm hearing a lot of them you know, oh, will not okay. because their lifestyles it's very difficult for them to have I'm, I'm I'm very I know we're in danger of veering into massive kind of no but I think this is really interesting because you're actually but, having people yeah. coming in to live in Saudi Arabia which hasn't really happened before like large numbers well, of foreign yeah, nationals yeah. I know but we, we know and people in Saudi Arabia yeah but we've had friends of ours who have lived in you know, in Saudi Arabia and other near, nearby countries where basically the, the foreign nationals live, you know, the wives and children live in a compound that's kind of off limits, but it's where they live, you know, and the men will go out and work in, you know. So there's these, I know there's all these conventions, but it's, look, I don't, I don't know, you know, will things change that much just because there's other people from other cultures or will it be, like how, you know, at the risk of sounding really blasé about it all, um, how many people really care about it all? You know, are, you know, yeah, some people wouldn't care at all. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I think you're right. Though I think fundamentally, it just it just feels weird off. I, I don't, you know, yeah. like you said, if someone, if someone said to you here, Dan, here's a, here's 700 grand a week for three years to uh, yeah. do the podcast. You from, think about it. You know, from Russia. <laughs> from Riyadh. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, from Riyadh. You go, oh, I'll tell you what, give me, give me five minutes. Um, yeah, I'll get back to you, you know. So I, I do, I, I think it's, it's, I think re- bottom line is, is basically your morals are being, kind of put to one side for cash so yeah yeah so look it's easy up. to judge but it's just it's just he'd come out and said things anyway i think yeah. we'll probably leave yeah. it there for today i had a couple just, of other things yeah, just, but i think we're running out of time all right just one. before we go i just wanted to say um just uh a bit, bit of a shout out uh if we don't mind because um just on the instagram obviously uh dan and matt's uh fc on instagram um i noticed my old home village of Kemsing United FC are following us now, and uh, they they've got a free season friendly against Ainsford or Ainsford, depending on where you how you pronounce it. Depends where, where you're from. Which um, I also have old family connections to as well from um, back in the day. So uh, yeah, good luck to them. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, all the best for the season. There you go. That's my shameless plug. And if you if you want to pay us seven hundred grand a week to um, do an exclusive podcast about your team. Yeah, our morals would, are up. Would, would, would we split so. that half and half, Matt? Would that be fifty-fifty, or do we have to? No, because I probably I, no, because I I um I came up with the idea. So uh, oh, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. see you in court. All right, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, all right, guys. It was danamatsfootballchat.com If you want to go yeah. in for any more uh, updates, and um, I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. Take care. See you, everybody. Bye.